All right, top five stories today, obviously, beyond just counting down to tomorrow. Alex Powers, Florida State star, now on the ESPN and ACC Network's coverage of the Women's College World Series. Alex will join us tomorrow at 11 a.m. Very cool. You know, I probably should have bugged Coach Gasso or JT to see if they could come on today. I don't like to bother him too much. I, I saw a lot of questions about the exchange of lineup cards. They were saying at the beginning yeah. with Coach Gasso and Coach Allister. I don't, people were under the impression that there was, yeah, some animosity. I don't, I don't think so. I think they really like each other. They've competed against the, uh, each other before. Allister was at Minnesota, and they came here, gosh, I want to say like seven, eight years ago. I don't know. I'll dig. I'll see what I can find. I, I didn't notice it. They do it so different during the postseason than they did during the regular season that I keep forgetting the lineup exchange, which is usually the first thing that happens whenever basically the teams are done with their warm-ups. It's, like, it's the last thing before first pitch. Like, wow, we're announcing the lineups and the other team doesn't even have our lineup card? What gives, NCAA? <laughs> but I'll dig. I don't think there's too much to it. If there well, that's was. That's good. Yeah, you, you'd hope that that wasn't the case. Even though it would be it would be funny if Jessica Allister's like, I'm going to take you guys down. And Coach's response would be, good luck. Give me your lineup card. I don't think that was it. All right, you ready for the top five stories today? Got a lot of breaking news. PGA, DP World Tour, and Liv have come together as one. Kumbaya, jo- baby. Josh has been digging into the uh, details. We'll get to that in big story number three. But five and four, some NFL stories that demand our attention. Here we go. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers go to play. Conveniently located off 544, exit 107, 14 table games, including blackjack, three-card poker, ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Baccarat. NewcastleCasino.com, big story number five. Number five. Two Cleveland Brown players were robbed at gunpoint this morning by six masked men. Oh, my goodness. One of those players, former Sooner Perrion Winfrey. No kidding. Police redacted the names of the victims in the incident in the report, but a team source confirmed to Jake Trotter that the players were Greg Newsom and Perrion Winfrey. According to the police, two players left the Cleveland nightclub early Monday morning when they got to Newcastle's truck in a nearby parking lot. Six masked men jumped out of an unknown car and robbed them at gunpoint at 3.30 a.m. Eastern, stole money, jewelry and then fled in his truck so they they robbed him and they stole their truck police are attempting to locate the stolen vehicle newsom referenced the incident on twitter saying it's a cruel world we live in but there you go wow that's uh that's scary that's scary and Reminder of the old phrase, right? Nothing good happens after midnight. Well, I was about ready to say it. And certainly peri- nothing good happens after 3 a.m. I, I, I am in no way judging what you do no, on no, your no. free time. But I want to make this clear. Perry Winfrey's kind of in trouble with the Browns right now. Like, he's 
I don't know if I'm going to even put myself in a position where I'm out that late. Do what you want to do. And, yeah. yeah. Newsom wasn't the only Browns player to have his car stolen over the weekend. Apparently, Browns backup running back, Demetric Felton, had his vehicle stolen out of his apartment garage. <laughs> Gosh. Rough weekend for the Browns. Glad everyone is safe. Yeah, that's the important thing for sure. So he stayed with the NFL at number four. Oh, wait for it. Big story. Number four. Number four. Number four. Oh, there we go. I don't know why I even have the numbers. It's dumb. The This story started breaking right after I think we left the air yesterday involving the NFL's investigation into a Colts player that was involved in trying to affect the outcome of games. The great worry whenever it's it's player-related in the gambling side of things. And this unknown player quickly fessed up on social media. The report looks like this. Indianapolis Colts cornerback and kick returner Isaiah Rogers is being investigated for possible violations of the league's gambling policy. Team acknowledged no further The team didn't acknowledge Rodgers. They acknowledged the player. Rodgers addressed it in social media posts, taking full responsibility. The sportsbook account, apparently, that was used was opened under the name of an associate of Rodgers, and approximately 100 bets were placed on the account over an undisclosed amount of time, including on Colts games. But, but, But here's the thing. Most of the bets were in the twenty-five to fifty-dollar range. Oh, yeah, so not big sums at all. Although there was one low four-figure bet, I just hold on a second here. You're risking your future over a twenty-five to fifty-dollar bet. Well, in low four-figure, I mean, what is that basically saying? Twenty-five hundred or right. less. Which, hey, you know, anything over a thousand dollars is no small sum, but. Uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, for an NFL player, at times that's not a large amount. This is where I'm a little bit confused, though. It's so dumb, though, isn't it? It is. There was a report by SportsHandle.com which cited an investigation into a Colts player's pervasive betting, including wagers placed on his own team. Of course, the player was not named. The NFL did not add more. Anyway. I, I'm curious to see what's what's more to this, and if it's only twenty five to fifty bucks, one low four figure wager. Just what a dumb thing to do. Period. But I mean, I'm I'll sit back and be like, oh, okay, if it's like a hundred grand, they were betting on a game, then that would send off even more signals as well. Well, yeah, if it's a large sum of money, would be very concerning for. Somebody to potentially, yeah, try to effectively change the outcome of a game. He, in that statement, Isaiah Rogers said, I made an error in judgment and I'm going to work hard to make sure that those mistakes are rectified through this process. And if you're betting for the Colts to lose and uh, you're wagering anything low four figures, then that, my friend, is very stupid. Even bigger problem. All right, big story. Number three. Number three. All right, what have we learned, Josh? What's the ins and outs of the PGA? Are we calling this a merger? It's a merger. Yeah, absolutely we're calling it a merger. I don't know that we've uh, learned a bunch beyond kind of what we knew earlier. 
which is the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, and the Live Tour. They are unifying. The uh, PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, and the Public Investment Fund announced a landmark agreement to unify the game of golf on a global basis. The parties have signed an agreement that combines P, uh, PIFs, that's the Public Investment Fund's golf-related commercial businesses, and its rights, the Live Golf League with the commercial businesses and rights of the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour, into a new collectively owned for-profit entity that ensures that uh, all stakeholders will benefit from a model that delivers maximum excitement and competition among the game's best players. And apparently there's a, a big, big, big investment from uh, the public investment fund for the merger. Hmm. So what that figure looks like, I, I don't know. Is this good? I, that's where I'm confused. Is I think this it's good, good that – well, yeah, I, I think it's good that you're going to allow for – the game's best players to play wherever they want to play together and not to have uh, players barred from the, the PGA Tour or whatever this new entity will be. More of the best players together is good for the game of golf. Agreed. And lawsuits that were a plenty from live golfers versus the PGA Tour and vice versa, null and void. Gotcha. Big story number two. Number two. A simple NBA playoffs tonight, finally, I, I say finally, but f this will be the first finals game that I'm actually probably going to watch a little bit of. Tip time is set. Did I say tonight? That's Yeah, yeah, tonight. No, wait, tomorrow night. What am I saying? NBA finals tomorrow night. Everything is crossing my head. As we shift over to Miami. Why, why is the schedule the way that it is in the finals? It's – a little bit off. I'm 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 not complaining about it. You're saying just the just, amount of time in between. I mean, if we play a game seven in this series, if we play a game seven, that game seven will not take place until what are we looking at? Like the middle of next week, Monday, June twelfth. So that would be game five in this series. <laughs> so. We wouldn't even potentially have a game seven until the seventeenth. <laughs> so let's see here. You, reconvene on re Wednesday. reconvene tomorrow night, right? And then Friday would be, is that right? So tomorrow night is game four, game three. Wait, what did I say? Game okay. Tomorrow night is game three. Friday is game four. Okay. Monday is game five. Thursday is game six. Okay. Sunday, the 17th, would be game seven. Is that the 17th? Yeah. Sunday, the 17th, would be game seven. Or the 18th, excuse me. Sunday, the 18th. So, basically. <laughs> and then the NBA draft would be right after. That. Next week. Yeah, the following week. I'm not even kidding. This is ridiculous. Just let's let's go. I mean, this ended up being a little bit better in the first two games, but let's go. Tomorrow night. Game three is the scene shifts to Miami series, even at a game apiece. All right, big story number two, number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. All right, we, we cooked through five, four, three, and two to spend a lot of time on number one. And let's talk about Oklahoma. Oklahoma Sooner softball. Moving on to the championship series. What do we know about Florida State? We'll talk to Alex Powers tomorrow. Here's Lonnie Alameda 
on the diverse game plans that Florida State has faced so far this season? Yeah, um, I mean, we're so fortunate that our conference continues to get better and better. And we had one of the highest home run hitting teams in the country in Vautech. We're facing Duke, who's a very good adjusting team, Clemson, who has a great pitcher. So we were week in and week out, not only out of conference, in conference being challenged on how we can keep momentum in our corner and how we could stop momentum. And so when we get in these moments, I mean, Georgia was an outstanding offense. Tennessee's an outstanding offense. Oklahoma State's an outstanding offense. So it's like we were going back to, hey, we've been here before we've been here before. And so how can we stop momentum from happening? And that's going to be a challenge for us with Oklahoma, too. I mean, they are an outstanding offense. So we've got to be really good pitching and defense and one-pitch-minded. And um, we don't look too far ahead, and we don't really dwell on the past. And, and I'm really proud of the defense and pitching. It's not just pitching. It's defense and pitching that works together to make that happen. Good defensive team. Good defensive team. And they'll need to be that to win twice against Oklahoma. Their third baseman struggled a little bit last night. She made it, She's made three errors in the postseason. So that's been a bit of an issue. What would be your magic number of errors for Florida State? If they're above it, then they've got no chance to beat OU. If they're below it, they still have a chance. One. Yeah, I don't think that they can. I mean, they almost have to play perfect, do they Point not? Point five. They're good. Don't get me wrong. They, they can beat Oklahoma. They, they can. Any. Stanford could have. Well, showed that twice. But. I just – I'll talk to Alex about this. I'm trying to get Sid Sherrill on, too. We'll, I'll check in and see if, if Jossie wants to come on. We can just have a good old-fashioned softball throwdown tomorrow for three hours. But I don't know, Josh. I, I just – I don't see a hole in Oklahoma's lineup. Like one through nine. I don't see a hole. Are we going to go through it? Big 12 player of the year, batting leadoff, freshman of the year a couple seasons ago, sitting 400, batting second. Then you got any combination of a of an All-American third baseman, an All-American catcher that's – Kinsey Hansen is hitting 500 in the postseason. 500 in the postseason. Yeah, that's amazing. It, even if you were to say, well, what about right field? Well, you're playing right field when you're hitting well. Annalena Torres has been really good. And as Coach T, that little redhead, it took me a really long time to figure out who he was talking about. But Jocelyn Erickson had a couple really good plate appearances yesterday. So I – Riley Boone has become instant offense. I know Grace Lyons is struggling, but how about that hit to start the game-winning rally with the leadoff – was that leadoff double in the ninth? Now suddenly whenever – Whenever Grace Lyons has been in a slump in her career, what usually follows is an incredible run. I mean, all of a sudden you look up and you're like, dang, man, she's like eight for her last 11. Florida State, on the other hand, there's some outs in that lineup. They got some juice, but but there's, there's some outs. Not a lot. Katie Dack hit a home run against us, and she's not even in the starting lineup last night because she's been struggling. I think there's a few outs in that Florida State lineup, and I don't think there are in Oklahoma's. That's the difference. Sander Cock v. Ball is going to be fun, but I just – I feel like Oklahoma's hit Cat Sandercock hard. Florida State's made some defensive plays, but I feel like – I feel like Florida State's hit her pretty well. All right, excuse me, Oklahoma's hit her pretty well. I'll go back and look at the numbers, but I just – it seems like they've had a lot of success against her. She will have to muster up the – couple of best pitching performances of her career yeah. for, for 
Florida State. And she can do it. She can do it. She's definitely capable. But I also think, Josh, she's the kind of player that is, you know, mentally strong as she appears to be. I I, I think you can crack her. Sort of like we saw Oklahoma. Cracker. Oklahoma do to Kegel. Right. Couldn't do it couldn't do it to uh Kennedy. No. But they did to Kegel. All right, here was, speaking of that, here's Lonnie Alameda talking about Kat Sandercock. So I think with Kat in the beginning of the year, we sat down and really tried to map out innings um, and try to figure out how could we get Kat to be the best version of herself at this time. And when I presented that to her, it meant a lot less starts, a lot less innings, and a lot less um, comfortable situations. And so um, for her to be the teammate that she is, to be like, oh, okay, I'll do it, and then start doing it, and stru- she struggled with it. And um, you know, she she really prides herself on being really good in moments, and she's worked really hard to be the leader of the team. And I'm asking her to be a leader in a different way. Um, so, the moment to be like, I'm so proud of you. You know, like to come into a ball game. Like it is hard to come into a ball game, close out a ball game. It's really hard. You have to rely on your abilities um, and your experiences. But she's been doing it more and more. She's starting to get comfortable with it, and now everything that we thought would be is showing up, and it's just really cool. So, really proud of her to understand that piece on the strategic side but I would say on the growth side you know she was such a young kid coming in you know could sit and read a book for three days and not see anyone and now she's like taking control of a team she's got that sass walking off the field she's super confident in who she is so you know just you get proud of her as a person too and she's able to to lead these younger pitchers in those moments and so um, you know, she's the MVP of our team awards, and you can see why, because she just really brings everyone together. So, um, so yeah, the embrace was just, I'm, I, I love her to death and so proud of her, and we would not be here without her. There you go. Uh, Sandra Cock pitched in all three games against Oklahoma in the Women's College World Series. She got the win in that game one where Florida State beat them 8-4, uh, but she only pitched an inning and a third, gave up two hits. In the Sooners' six to two win on June 9th of twenty twenty one, OU seven hits, five runs, couple home runs, chased her after five. She a little better, three and a third, only allowed one hit in the championship game that Oklahoma won five to one. And the Sooners, we only only saw her for two innings earlier this season, but she gave up a run, so they they've hit her hard, but she's had some success too. I think it's going to be a fun matchup. Let's talk about it from the OU perspective next. We'll hear from Patty Gasso right here on the Home Sooner Fans. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. I want to know how when you Google a phone number, do you do this a lot whenever you get a number from a call or a a text from a number you don't know? Uh Uh-huh. Where you just literally type it into Google? Yeah, you type in the number. I don't know how Google will give you other numbers – as it's like, this doesn't include the number. Like, well, that's all I go. I, that's all I need is the number. <laughs> Maybe this is what you were looking for. Maybe this is the phone number you are looking for. I, I had. I think there is. Be careful, gentlemen. There seems to be a new little scam going on. Yeah, yeah. I, I've uh, been getting plenty of spammy calls and texts lately. One was so freaky too. Uh huh. Go be- ahead. I'm in. I'm listening. It, it was a 316 area code, and it literally said my dad's name underneath it. And, you know, obviously the number wasn't saved in my phone. Right. But <laughs> so I, like, called my dad. Like, did you get a new phone number? 
what's going on with this? <laughs> I had I got a text message the other day. It was a picture of of a girl with her hair, and she goes, "Hair's done. Please pick me up." I'm like, "That's got to be." <laughs> yeah, well, know. you know that's a robot. And and it was it was it was a, it was actually like a nine one eight number. So I was like, "Oh, they must have got a digit wrong." So I just ignored it. Like three days late, three days later, Josh, I got a text. Hey, I'm still waiting. I got a text that said, "I'm really sorry. I must have texted the wrong number," and I had, I deleted it. I might have even blocked it by that point. Obviously, I didn't block it, but I deleted it. And I'm like, "Oh, hey, no worries, no big deal. Hair look good. Thumbs up. Have a great day." The next text, "What's your name?" And I'm like, "Oh, what is this?" <laughs> the heck is going so i ignore it and i ignore it and then two days later it says send me a picture of you and then two days later it was a video they sent so i just oh blocked it. i don't know what it is yeah i don't know if they were gotta, trying to you gotta block those phone numbers. I, I, I don't know if they were trying to use my picture on some sort of marketing campaign somewhere or there was going to be an id with my dumb picture on it you know what you're very very <laughs> handsome chris can you, you please send me your social security you information? are very beautiful what is your first pet's name hey what's your bank account routing number uh, Andrew Shepard, speaking of people who texted me, I just looked at my phone, said that they're having a players-only meeting at 4 o'clock this afternoon for the PGA Tour. Do If you're a – and if you're just tuning in, the PGA Tour is merging with the British Tour and live. If you're a Rory McIlroy, are you like – Oh, pissed? I'm steamed. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, because I sat there and was a good soldier, so to speak, and went and did all these different press conferences and made myself the villain to a certain faction of golf fans, right? And a little bit of a punching bag. And you could argue that at times maybe that was a weight, an extra weight that he accepted and put on himself, and it damaged his golf game. And yet now this happens behind closed doors. He probably had no idea it was going on. He's given up all this cash that Kepka and Johnson and a bunch of guys got. Mickelson. I mean, now money's – Probably not the biggest consequence to Rory. He's got plenty of it. And yet, there's millions upon millions that basically he just forfeited to go be this good soldier and, and you go and do this behind his back. So, yeah, if I'm Rory McElroy, after taking all these shots and being this good public uh, supporter for the PGA Tour, yeah, I'm a little ticked off. Sure. Mm -hmm. All right, so we're monitoring that. Steel Man's all fired up. He'll be ready to talk about it. Uh, and, and I – Crazy recruiting week, right? From the portal to the elite camp and all the offers that came out of it. Uh, Parker's been all over it. We'll talk more about it coming up at noon today. Now, Patty Gasso. Let's start with Jordy Ball. Because there is so much talk about Kennedy and what she did and the story of the Women's College World Series because she only held OU to six runs in two games, which is still funny if you think about it. It's like, who's the story of the Women's College World Series? Did you see that picture from Stanford? Yeah, she was awesome. Guess what? She lost twice to Oklahoma and Jordy Ball. So I'd be like, <laughs> so Jordy Ball, because I guess we can't talk nice about anything OU related, Coach Gasso was asked about being ready for that moment and being in that moment. I think she's been delivering since she was delivered from the womb, really. <laughs> Uh, she is just made um, just tough as nails, like that just good you know, down-home Midwestern kid that has a work ethic beyond 
anything I've seen that has a passion and uh, fearlessness about her and just absolutely embraces the biggest moments you could ever imagine when a lot of pitchers would go, no, thank you, don't call me. No, I don't know. She's like, give me the ball. Give me the ball right now. Give it to me at the start of the game. Give it to me in the middle. Give it at the end. It doesn't matter. I will be ready. And uh, it's really inspired a lot of our players to have that kind of mentality that's just I think they say it very well we're not super result oriented um, it's not okay if we don't win this game we don't talk like that we don't talk about any of those things and it's just allowing their mentality of love for the game and each other take take place without a lot of pushing and prodding from the coaching staff pretty cool and you can tell that Jordy does love it, loves the moment. As much as Kennedy was stomping around out there after some, some big strikeouts, and deservedly so, and wiggling out of uh, important jams, so was Jordy, and <laughs> deservedly so for Jordy. I mean, how about the sixth inning? She comes in, there's one aboard, quickly there's a single, now there's two aboard, nobody gone. It's sent right back to her plank, and there's other pitchers out there that – don't feel the position as well, they aren't as athletic, or they panic a little bit on that throw to third base. Cool, calm, collected, retires the lead runner, and then it's off and running, and another GM in the eighth she's able to work out of. She deserves all the flowers for what she's been able to do throughout this postseason run for Oklahoma. She's been, she's been magical. She's been marvelous. She wasn't 100% last year. She wasn't 100% last year. All right, how about TRA and the process for her? Oh, quite mature, without question. And she came in ready to play as a freshman and was led by some outstanding players and one in Jocelyn Allo that taught her a lot about hitting. And they would go together and work together. And Tiare was a sponge, and now Tiare is delivering the messages. And there's just that kind of growth that you know when you're not good enough and you need to learn, and then you know when you're good enough and you need to teach. And, and that's Tiare, and that's Jada, and that's a lot of these upperclassmen that have been going through this for quite a long time. I mean, she was struggling. She was struggling. She was over. And to find that late, pretty impressive. I think I got one more here from Coach. Uh, I think she got a better pick. Oh, this is on the play. I'm sorry. I didn't label this one well. On Tiare's right. back. What What was the difference for Tiare round, what was three, like round seven, yeah. <laughs> against Kennedy as opposed to the previous six frustrations? How does that keep happening? Uh, I think she got a better pitch to swing at, and it was a little more of a down angle that um, we were just just kind of clipping things, you know, a lot of foul balls behind us, and we tried to get a little more on top, and those things started turning into line drives for us, so it worked out well. Worked out well. And you nailed it earlier, too, that – Tiare's the hero, happy birthday, incredible, given what had happened before versus Kennedy. But Grace Lyons, somebody that was slumping, starting that rally. And, and somebody had texted here and, and asked, are you, are you worried about Grace Lyons yet? And, you know, you look at the postseason at-bats and the numbers, 
and you say, okay, well, may- maybe there's reasons to be a little bit concerned, but playing, you're not going to sacrifice the defense. Mm-hmm. She's and, and, again, on multiple occasions yesterday, that defense was a big deal from Grace Lyons, and yet I had said uh, to the texter, you trust that Grace Lyons, even though she's been slumping, is going to deliver in a big spot and a big opportunity, and sure enough, yesterday she delivers. 11.35 of the Plank Show. Right here on the home of Sooner fans when we come back to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Crazy breaking news today. The PGA Tour with the DP World Tour and Live Golf have unified. They're finalizing terms. Details will be announced later. Uh, Shep says that there's a players meeting at 4 o'clock today, which is going to be fascinating from the PGA perspective. You think they're going to call for Monaghan's job? Oh, absolutely, right? If everything that's buzzing around this is legit, I wonder if Liv Golf makes sure that he has a golden parachute, too. I'll listen, bro. You brought this together. Here's like 20 mil. Go go have a time. It's Plank Show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. <laughs> You're very handsome. What's your mom's maiden name? Can I see a picture of you? I like you. Your phone number is nice. Can you tell me your, uh, what's that, the other clue? The city where you were born? And what state is that in? What is your oldest child's name? Brad in Bartlesville said, I've been getting calls from people who say I called them. Do you know what's caught me a few times is the is the call that is automated. And when you answer, you go, hey, hello, hey, it's Plank, or whatever. I don't know what you say when you answer your hey, phone. Hey, what's up? Usually I see it's if it's you or it's someone's like, you good? Everything okay? Because oh, people only call me if things are burning down. Bro, bad stuff. Hey, what's going on, man? What do you want? But sometimes I'll see a number. I'm like, I think I know that number. And I'll say, I'll say, hey, it's it's playing. And the the person will go, hey, what's up? I'm like, hey. And then you hear the recording start. You're like, <laughs> oh, son of a. <laughs> Darn it. Have you heard about the possibility that your vehicle uh, insurance could your be Your car's expiring? warranty, it's expiring. Before we, uh, by the way, Cherokee Sooner. Says Flaherty was it wasn't it wasn't Flaherty that was called for the illegal pitches. It was uh, McKenna Wilson, I think. I don't have any of my Florida State notes here, but it was it wasn't Flaherty's or third baseman. That's that's at least the one thing that I can I can actually tell you and get you, and get correct of all the things that I'm going to screw up. Uh, I'm pretty sure Devin Flaherty is their third baseman that made the error last night, but they called. That was pretty. That was a pretty wild moment in that game, because the the illegal pitches that were called. I, McKenna Reed, thank you. I, but I, there was Mac Wilson, McKenna Reed. By, by the way, side story to that: we're doing we're doing the pregame show. We're getting ready for first pitch, and I'm listening to the announcements for the starting lineup being made, and out of nowhere, the person that was on the original lineups as the starting pitcher was announced as one of the reserves. It's like, wait a minute. You said McKenna Reed is starting. She was just announced as a reserve. And then all of a sudden, it's like, Mac Wilson. So it was Mac Wilson that was called for three illegal pitches last night. There was also the delay call. On the replay, Cherokee Sooner writes before we get to the phones, what she was doing was barely even a crow hop. Meanwhile, other teams have been full-on jumping and nothing has been called. What was the reason for waiting until the semis to start calling that? Because the other team pointed out 
that it seemed a little bit more deliberate and the umpire noticed it and could not call it. So it was probably the best piece of, uh, piece of coaching that Karen Weekly did all weekend because she pointed out she pointed out what it was. It's like, hey, listen, Ken Reed is – when she pitches, she's hopping, and she's completely losing contact with the rubber. And they – I, I don't know what you saw. To me, is the, the play – the play that was originally called, I thought was pretty egregious, to be honest. That's right. Harding's the third baseman. Sam from Wayne, my gosh, you know the Florida State roster better than I do, and I called three of their games. <laughs> Their box score, I thought I had right up in front of me, but I did not. Got some pretty hardcore fans. I just I didn't realize we were going to fight over which pitcher it was. Don't get blocked today, Sam from Wayne. All right, what's going on, USC Brian? How are you, buddy? Welcome to the show. You good? You good? Well, I've, I've been I've been nursing. I've been trying to get myself back on the healthy side. Been sick for a while, but you know something. When you see some news come over the wire. And it makes you get up out of your sick bed, and it just really just makes you go over the top. Yeah, I got well, I got one today. I'm saying to myself, okay, all these flag waiver flag waiver uh, fans and all this stuff. Oh, we don't want to deal with the LIV because they're doing they're with Saudi Arabia and they're against the U.S. and everything else. You know, they all should be crawling under rocks right now because right at the end of the day, all it ever was between the PGA and the LIV was M-O-N-E-Y. Why did the people keep trying to wave the flag over something that we all knew that was all about money? That's all it ever was, you know? But, you know, it's always those hypocrites out there. So when that hypocrite buzzer goes off, they need to need to do what what was it? Big Mike of Mike and Mike used to say, <laughs> just please shut the hell up. PGA tour, live tour, DP had been World very tour. contentious. By the way, thanks for the call, Brian. It's great to hear your voice, buddy. Hey, brother. You uh, uh I sent you that picture. Oh, Look on great. Messenger. You should see it. Okay, that man. brought me back so many good memories. That was awesome, Brian. Hope you uh, hope you get to feeling better, buddy. Have a good one. Uh oh. Thank you, brother. Yes, you, Brian. It's been sick. He said. Has he really? That's what he said. Yeah. We need. I don't know. I feel like we need more USC Brian in our lives. I haven't checked the text line yet. <laughs> well, yeah, he's polarizing. So I have a question: Is it possibly when they say merge? It's not all one big tour because that's the way it sounds. But I was reading this from Peter Burns, and he he said, my guess is the PGA Tour continues to be the PGA Tour. The Live Tour continues to be the Live Tour. The merge slash partner up for several events in which top PGA players compete versus top Live golfers, and those events will be co-owned by this new agreement. That's not what the wording of the report says. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a full-on – live merging into uh the pga tour does it not and the dp world tour merging into uh well the pga and the live and right. then everybody's sort of under one umbrella but we'll see yeah i mean that that could be right yeah. but uh the the fact that there's a big initial investment coming from the public investment fund makes me feel like 
know that the the live is going away to a degree, right? That's what it sounds that like it's to folding me. into this. <laughs> so, so, someone just put this. I don't know how these political takes end up on my timeline, but someone just tweeted into my timeline. Watching the Golf Channel right now is like watching CNN on election night after Trump beat Hillary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty good. (laughs) All right, we got a break. We got a break. When we come back, text the rest of the way to put a wrap on this edition of The Plank Show. So I feel like we've hit all the topics we wanted to hit today. Got a little breaking news thrown right in the middle of the show. I guess I can't complain about not having breaking news anymore, right? Uh, Not this morning. Not this morning. Live in... PGA and the British Tour have merged together. We don't know what it's going to look like, but we talked about that a bit, obviously. Obviously, a lot of talk about softball, and understandably so, but I I, I will. I want to read this one real quick from the 918. Real question. Is this turning into a political call-in show where it's a shock jock, where you're seeing who can have the most outrageous S? If so, let me know. I'll change channels. Oh, yeah, dude, that's this show. Come on. You get a call from USC, Brian, that gets a little sideways. It's okay. There's going to be a political element to this. But I got softball to talk about. Truth writes, the Kennedy stomp was cool because it's not OU. If it was Jordy doing the stop, can you even imagine? Oh, yeah. Could you imagine if cameras caught in the background of a strikeout like Riley Boone waving a batter to the bench? By the way, good luck, Stanford. Final start today. Take that. Wait, hold on. What is today? Is today Tuesday? Final start Thursday. Take that, Stanford. Brazilian Sooner off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Also, if we didn't have our best against Baylor, the winning streak would be almost 70? They are reaching, but the truth is OU is just different. Uh, the the winning streak would be 63 if they had not lost to Baylor because they were 8-1 and one when they lost. So that would be 9 plus the 3 from last year. So if my math is right, 51 plus 12, you care, you care the 1. 63, is that right, Josh? 63 plus 12. Uh, Stephen B.A. writes, On the Michigan tweets, the Sierra Romero wasn't talking about OU. She was commenting on freshmen playing one season or players playing two seasons, getting good and leaving that program for a better one instead of building their program up. Okay. Well, and and I I think that's cool. That's cool. But also, Sierra, you went to Michigan. I mean, it's not like you decided to go somewhere and help build it up. When you had that opportunity to go play for the biggest and the best, you did it. It sucks, especially for me as an alum of the University of Tulsa. I want to see them have the best players and keep the best players. But in the end, Josh, when you win in these group of five leagues now, it's is my guy going to go or is my, my, my ga- woman, gal, going to go somewhere else? It's, all, it's always been that way, though. Right. I mean, it's just more pronounced now. Jesse G writes, I quit Twitter about nine months ago because of the negativity. Hated being out of the loop, though. So I set up a new account, and now it's all OU softball hate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome back. Hey, welcome back, Jesse. Bottom line, writes Kyle W., stop complaining. It's very simple. Be better. 
And here's a – it's been good. Now, first hour, we're talking about just the hate, you know, that's out there. It's OU celebrates a walk, and it's, my gosh, how dare they slamming the bat. That is so wrong. That was one of the most awesome moments of yesterday. Yeah. Especially given the fact that they paid it off. Maybe it would have been considered by some to be a little extra or whatever mm-hmm. if – I don't know, T.R.A. Jennings strikes out on the 0-2 pitch. But right. the fact that she delivers and rips it into right center and everybody comes home to score, I mean, it was uh, it was awesome from Jada. The 806 writes, people attack OU softball because, oh, softball because they are the dynasty right now. But do not discount that their open profession of faith evokes some anger. LG Sooner 63 writes, I know there are going to be haters because they win. Examples are the Yankees, Patriots, etc. What bothered me was when it became personal towards the girls. Yes. Yes. Non-OU fans were in an uproar over Brito celebrating a walk by slamming her bat down, but yet no outrage for Kennedy stomping around after a strikeout. I have no problems with the stomping. They are young women in the throes of competition showing emotion. Ding, ding, ding. I'm telling you right now. This sports world has a problem with women celebrating. And it really does. Yes, and and I would say this. There are some that don't like the open uh, prayer and on and on, but this is not about that, generally speaking. This is about Oklahoma's really good, and people don't like Oklahoma being really good. Yeah, you hit to that previous texter. You're worrying about it getting politicized. Woo, boy, we could open up a Pandora's box on that. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to get out of here for now. Alex Powers will join us to talk Florida State, learn about the Seminoles tomorrow. Steelman is next for Josh. I'm Plank. This is the Home of Sooner Fans.